Please join me in reading Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning. Uh, this isn't exactly how uh, I thought I'd be sharing this message with you this morning, um, but out of an abundance of caution, we're just uh, taking some time away. One of the, the boys was sent home from school this week and was told that uh, he was in close contact with a, a positive case, and so we're just going to take some, some time away and be cautious uh, next week. We'll also be uh, away, and that was planned. Um, so I hope that you can uh, enjoy these times of worship that we can gather in different ways and continue to worship. You know, I waited until later in the week uh, to write this sermon. I knew that I wanted to talk about contemplating God and uh, just spending time intentionally uh, basking in God's presence. I think it's so important for us to do that. Um, I was looking at the passage over the week that you heard read this morning. I was doing my homework. And then Thursday morning, I get a call from the boy's principal that Garrett was exposed to a, this positive case uh, of COVID. Um, and suddenly I had some real stuff to contemplate. And, you know, our lives were kind of thrown into a chaotic mess really quick. Uh, nothing like some real-world discipleship to put your faith to the test. You've, you know, we've had a lot of opportunities lately, uh, discipleship opportunities, uh, to grow and to have our faith tested. And so as we talk about uh, contemplative faith this morning, would you pray with me? God, I thank you for uh, this time. I thank you that you are a big God, that in the middle of our messes, in the middle of all the stuff going on, that you are there. In these moments, would you just open our hearts and our ears and our eyes to the movement of your spirit? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, a little, I want to give you a little bit of an intro to contemplative Christianity. You know, we tend to focus on actively living out our faith. That's kind of one of the, the core things about what makes us brethren, is putting our faith into action. And this is absolutely true. Well, contemplative spirituality is not opposed to action. 
Rather, it's thinking deeply about who God is and our place in God's story so that when we go to live it out, when we are actively putting it into practice, it comes from a place of being deeply rooted in the good news. And so contemplation is about taking in the awe and the, and the wonder of God, of soaking in the presence of God. So this is about the hard inner work that, that needs to take place in each of us so that our active participation in the kingdom of God is deeply rooted in who we are in time spent soaking in God's presence. And there's a lot of scriptural ground for contemplation and meditation. In Joshua 1.8, uh, the people of God are instructed to meditate on the law day and night. Throughout the Psalms, we hear about people meditating on the law. We meditate on God's works. There's many Psalms about soaking in the presence of God. In the scripture that Cameron read for us this morning, Psalm 46, there's this word, Selah, that shows up. And it shows up in a number of Psalms. And I've talked about this word before, where we don't exactly know what it means. It could be a musical term. But most often what scholars think that it means is something to the effect of stop and think about it. Stop and reflect on what this passage means. Stop and reflect on what God is doing in your heart in this moment. You know, Jesus had a habit of withdrawing to be by himself and pray, especially when things were getting a little crazy around him. He would take time and he would go and be by himself and spend that time in prayer. We know contemplative Christianity has uh, had these different movements throughout church history. Early Christians often didn't have the luxury of stopping to think about it when they were being persecuted. They were kind of on the run. They were um, living life. They were trying to figure out what it meant to actively pursue Jesus. But as Christianity became a legal religion and moved to becoming the only legal religion, and, and oftentimes Christianity became institutionalized. And unfortunately, uh, it often got tied into a lot of things that didn't look like Jesus. And so there were times throughout church history where there were people that wanted to get away from that and get back to a focus on God and uh, just soaking in the deep mysteries of God. And so there were movements of desert fathers and desert mothers, people who moved into the wilderness to devote themselves to contemplative practices like spending lots of time in silence or meditating on scripture. There are pockets of Christian disciples that have kept these practices alive and have passed them down to the church today. They, they can be some important resources for helping modern disciples of Jesus learn how to root ourselves in the deep mysteries of God. But I know that oftentimes we have negative connotations of contemplative spirituality. May, I've heard before people say that, you know, it sounds like Eastern religion. 
Uh, and that doesn't mean that we can't learn something, but there are some differences between Eastern religion and, and, and those forms of meditation and what Christians have traditionally practiced as a, a deep being filled in with God's Spirit. I've heard other people say, well, that sounds Catholic, or that sounds boring, or that sounds slow. And we say stuff like, well, sure, Jesus had to take time by himself and, and spend in deep prayer. He had disciples who were grown men. They could take care of themselves. But, you know, I've got kids. I've got a job. I've got responsibilities, etc., etc., etc. So what are we really talking about? What is contemplative Christianity? Well, really, it's the, the long, slow, intentional process of being formed into the likeness of Christ. What I'm talking about is, you know, placing ourselves in the right place, in the, the right frame of mind to soak in the presence of God. To jump into the water of the Spirit and allow ourselves to be swept away by the movement of God's love. Church or, or following Jesus is not meant to be fast food stops. It's not meant to be a, a quick fill me up. It's not meant to be, you know, I'll have my service with XYZ, hold the ABC so that I can get on the go and get on with life. You know, you and I are living in a weird time, not always sure of how we are supposed to respond. And so we look at passages like Luke chapter 5, where Jesus heals a man of leprosy. And in verses 15 and 16, we read this. But now, more than ever, the word about Jesus spread abroad. Many crowds would gather to hear him and to be cured of their diseases. But he would withdraw to deserted places and pray. Another passage we might look at is John chapter 6, where Jesus feeds the 5,000. It's a miracle, and the crowds recognize it. They see in Jesus a welfare king who will continue to give them food. And in verse 15, we read this. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountains by himself. And so Jesus had a lot going on too. He was healing. There were miracles. You know, his public ministry was only a few short years. And yet he's spending time to come uh, from the Father. He, or he's come from the Father. He's going to return to the Father. And so maybe we think, well, why does he need to take this time out of these three years to go by himself and pray? Aren't there more important things that Jesus could be doing? Well, it seems like Jesus, for Jesus, the more there is to do, the more time that he spends immersing himself in God's presence. And that's maybe how we should be living our lives too. The more it feels like there is to do, the more things are chaotic around us, the more we are called to uh, be a demonstration for the kingdom, the more time we need to take soaking in the presence of Christ, communing 
with the Spirit. So let me just give you uh, a few examples, a, a few forms of contemplative prayer. One of these practices that have been used by the church is something called Lectio Divina. It's reading through a short passage of scripture uh, a number of times, not, not for study. Study is good, but that's not what this is for. This is to focus intentionally on how the Spirit is speaking to you in that moment. What is God trying to convey through that particular scripture? Another practice that... Uh, people have used from time to time, and I, I've used on, on occasions, is something called the examine. And this is a, a guided prayer that you do at the end of the day to kind of look back over the day to see how you have uh, been living, to, to see how God has been moving in your life, to see moments where you have been faithful, and truth be told, maybe some moments where we need to confess our shortcomings. Of course, there are practices like meditation. You know, some Eastern philosophies focus on emptying the mind. But with Christian meditation, what we see in Scripture isn't as much an, of an emphasis on emptying the mind. Uh, we may need to, to work on emptying ourselves of our own agendas when we come uh, to to meditate on scripture or meditate on what God is saying to us. But Christian meditation focuses on being filled with scripture and filled with God's spirit. It's about being filled with God's presence, not just about emptying ourselves uh, into nothing or something like that. It is about being filled with God's presence. Another practice that, that maybe you want to think about putting in, into play in your own life is something called a breath prayer. These could be simple prayers that you just say throughout the day. These could be one-line prayers. It could even be, you know, just a word that you breathe in. And when you're breathing in, you're, you're saying that word and, and you're, you're thinking about breathing in the, the, the fresh air of God. And as you breathe out, you're, you're letting go of things that are holding you back, things that are getting in the way of you really experiencing the fullness uh, of God. And so maybe breath prayers are something that you could do. Now, another uh, resource that you could use is called the Book of Common Prayer. And this isn't often used in our own Anabaptist tradition, but it contains a rich variety of prayers that help connect us to the to the fuller picture of scripture and to the the great tradition of christian thinkers and practitioners uh, and maybe you could look at other devotional books and prayer guides that just kind of give you something to focus on a book that's been important in my own life is uh, the it's called common prayer for ordinary radicals you know, I had a time in my own spiritual life where I was struggling and aimless in my prayer life, and I needed some help. I needed uh, help being directed in my prayer time. And through using this book to kind of guide my prayers, I learned some ways um, that people throughout church history have come into the presence of God, and people from different cultures, and how they've experienced God and how uh, they've been led to pray. You know, I, I have to confess that this is hard for me, uh, thinking about contemplative prayer, uh, because I want a plan. I want a next step uh, and to move on. 
In the mornings, I tend to see a list of things that, that need to get done and that I have to get rolling and check those things off my list. So I'm, I'm learning and often struggling to just be in God's presence, to hear God's voice, um, his voice of love for me, not because of what I have or haven't accomplished in that day. And so I'm sharing my struggle with you. Uh, this is hard for me. I'm not very good at it, and, and I know I need it. I know I need to work at it, um, but maybe you can do better th than me. You know, I think of contemplative prayer as a fine dinner. A number of years ago, uh, we had uh, a gift from a f some friends uh, to go to a restaurant down in Lancaster called John J. Jeffries. Uh, it's a restaurant near uh, F&M in Lancaster. And I don't usually remember the things that I've ordered to eat at any restaurant. But I remember going this, this time and I ordered a coffee rubbed lamb steak with a uh, free range uh, over easy egg on top. And it was delicious. I mean, it was like breakfast all rolled up into one with the, the coffee and, and the steak and, and the egg. And it was just amazing. And I was there with Katie and we were just spending a good long time enjoying this dinner. Now, it took a lot of time. It was a, a gourmet restaurant, and so we kind of had to wade through the, the menu and try and figure out what was what. And we had to put our order in, and that order went back to the chef, and the, the chef and the cooks back in the kitchen had to, to do their uh, culinary magic back in the kitchen and, and then bring that food out. It wasn't a quick process. And I think it would have been a crime to get that food and just eat it as fast as I can because I have to get somewhere. No, the, the situation, the, the, the dinner called for just slowing down and savoring the different flavors that were at work in that food to enjoy what the chef had prepared, to spend time with Katie and just enjoy the experience and immerse ourselves in that moment. I really think that's what contemplative faith, contemplative prayer, times of meditation are all about. Just taking that moment to savor what God is doing, to savor how God is moving in our lives, to be deeply rooted in the work of the Spirit. So that when we get up, when we go out, when we put our faith into action, it comes from a place of deep reserves, deep time spent in the presence of God. It's about savoring the experience and being in God's presence. Well, this morning we have a chance to practice with Psalm 46. It's a good place for us to start uh, because it's this passage, you know, that Cameron read this morning. It talks about how God is our refuge and our strength. Though there is chaos in the world around us, God is our present help in trouble. And then this word, stop and think about it, Selah. And then we read that God is in the midst of his people. 
We see a river as opposed to the chaotic waters uh, that roar and foam in verse 3. Now we see these, these peaceful rivers. And, and the psalmist is saying that even though nations and kingdoms are in an uproar and on the edge, God is with us. God is our refuge. Stop and think about it. We're called to look at what God is doing. Wars will come to cease. God is breaking the bow. He is shattering the spear. He is burning the shields. And, and one of my favorite passages from Scripture, Be still and know that I am God, exalted among the nations, exalted in the earth. Because God is with us. God is our refuge. Stop and think about it. It's not instead of, but because life is crazy, because it is hectic, because it is unpredictable, and I'm sharing this message with you in this way this morning, we need to spend more time centering ourselves in God's presence, soaking in God's word, allowing God to shape the way we see and act. So this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to uh, put some of this into practice. Uh, Dennis is going to be playing a song on the organ this morning. And this song comes from the Taze community, which is a diverse group of monks that live in Taze, France, who keep some of these contemplative practices alive in these modern times. Uh, I'm just going to give us uh, a moment to practice stopping and thinking about what God is doing in your life. God is our refuge and our strength and our salvation and our rock. And in the midst of the chaos, God is all of those things. These are, are words that, that I've been uh, thinking deeply about in these last few chaotic days. Following this time, you'll be hearing uh, a song from the praise team. Uh, it's called As in Heaven. And again, the theme of this song is about soaking in the presence of the Spirit. In these days of being unsure, of having waters roar and foam, upheaval, nations and kingdoms in an uproar, may we take the time to stop and contemplate the love, the care, the sovereignty of God. May we drink deeply of the Spirit so that we may go forward, grounded deeply in the presence of God. <laughs> 